Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion. This is Ehu, son of Dennis, coming to you live. <coughs> excuse me, from the United. No, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic for which it stands. Two nations under God, but liberty and justice for some. Those who have a connection, those who have money, those who have influence, power. Those who have a D after their name typically don't get in as much trouble or mischief as those with an R next to their name. Um, we have lots of proof of this. We can look at the folks that uh, attended a rally for President Trump on January 6th last year that are rotting in horrible conditions in a D.C. jail that uh, they can't seem to get uh, enough folks behind them to get them out of that because the news media is painting this as some sort of insurrection when there was nobody was armed nobody was uh yeah there was a few windows broken there were a few bad actors but uh wasn't anywhere near some of the stuff we saw uh summer previous to that in federal places like seattle and portland and uh, other places throughout the country that we probably never heard about because the mainstream news has an agenda, folks. And uh, I think this is well known at this point. I don't think it's a surprise to anybody. I don't think that uh, uh, anybody can say that that's not the case. I think it's pretty obvious what's going on in our society. You've got a group of folks that's trying to control what we say, what we think, what we do. Um, there's only one way to fight COVID, apparently, which with a shot. Anything else is immediately pounced upon, and uh, you're marginalized, you're uh, talked about. And I'm going to get on that with the, the trucker story in a minute. But let's look back. Let's go back to the beginning, the beginning of creation. Uh, we, it's a religion, uh, are adamant about the fact that... Um, you were a created being. Um, the Lord Jesus Christ created you for a purpose and with an intention um, to know him and to be part of his kingdom. And when you look at Genesis versus uh, all the other theories about how we got here, and I especially uh, talk about evolution, the idea of evolution uh, in that, because it's so pre prevalent in our society. It's so dominated the religious landscape because it is a religion folks evolution is a religion period that's what this show really means when you when we say it's a religion we're speaking of evolution and the idea of secular humanism that spawns out of that that somehow uh, humans are good basically and um, we just need to continue down this path of evolution and sooner or later we're going to get to a point where everybody is uh, some sort of a um, I can't remember the word for it, but a society that is perfect, basically, which is, is what we were created for, but in Christ's kingdom, not on this earth. It's part of a spiritual kingdom that we will realize someday when we are with him. <clears throat> so when we think about these things, uh, it's it's an interesting perspective 
when you look at things from a creationist worldview, and I would add a young earth creationist worldview because it goes against so many prevailing uh, thoughts out there, even within the Christian community. You know, there's a gentleman named Pat Robertson that a lot of folks know about CBN, which has a lot of good things, but he starts from a premise that the earth is old and that it's settled science and we need to accept that. And Pat, I don't, because it's not. You look at, at ministries like Answers in Genesis and uh, ICR, there's plenty of proof for a young earth. You just don't want to hear it because, you know, people are going to, I don't know. I don't know why people put their faith and trust in, in guys with white coats that don't start with the premise that God's word is true and you don't need to go somewhere else to find truth. And, you know, there's plenty of scientific evidence to show that this earth is not that old. And in reality, we don't have any writings from more than about 5,000 years ago. So uh, it doesn't have to be... Um, you know, and, and again, how we, do we even know how old some of that stuff is unless it's got a date on it? So, you know, people are going to continue to try to figure out how we got here, why we're here. You know, some of the most important questions about life is what what are we doing here? What is this all about? What's the purpose of life? And... In reality, there's two answers to that question. Either you were created by God with a purpose and to know him and to, to enjoy him forever or fill in the blank. You know, you've got answers in evolution. You've got answers in Mohammedism. You've got answers in Buddhism and Shintoism and all these other isms that don't answer the question, that don't give you the truth. And we believe the Bible's true. We believe every word of it. We believe it was laid out by God and the one who has control of the universe uh, can certainly write a book that uh, tells us what life is all about. And so we accept that as truth, and we that's how we walk, and it's a religion. And so <clears throat> we started this year, we start every year uh, in the book of Genesis, looking at the foundation of the world, looking at, at what happened. And then the story eventually shifts. We just went through the, the lives of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And now Jacob has gone into Israel, or Israel is Jacob has become Israel and has gone down to live in Egypt with his son Joseph, uh, whom God used through a, a horrible endeavor where he was sold into slavery. And, uh, um, but it was used for a purpose, to save a lot of people through a famine that came upon the earth. So, hey, let's talk about climate change for a minute. There was a famine on the earth that many years ago. How do we know this? It's written in the Bible. It was There were eyewitness accounts to this happening. And I wonder if that had something to do with the climate changing for a period of time. Uh, I don't know. Could be. I think it's funny that, that we're so smart uh, nowadays, we're foolish, right? When people don't put their faith and trust in God, first and foremost, and his word, the Bible says you are fools. Um, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, and the fear of the Lord starts with understanding him and his word and what he's done. He gave us history. He gave us what what is really the thing we need to trust and believe in and know. So you go through Genesis and you get to a point 
uh, last 20 chapters or so about Joseph's life and, and Israel going down into Egypt. And Jacob dies there, uh, beginning in the book of Exodus. And we're just going to kind of roll through the book of Exodus. Uh, basically, what, what the synopsis of the book of Exodus, and we encourage you to read it. We just, in, in our study this year, we want to get to the New Testament. So we're going to uh, basically just speak about um, uh, the book of Exodus at this point. And so the, the Israelites are prosperous in the uh, Egyptian arena. And uh, eventually, uh, pharaohs come along that forget about the work that Joseph had done in the past. And uh, they're concerned about the prosperity of the Israelites and that they're going to somehow take over the Egyptians at some point. And so they create a uh, taskmasters over the Israelites and, and subject them. And, you know, it's it's interesting. I think about our situation in the U.S. and in Canada today and other places throughout the world where the government is trying to subject its people to mandates, taking a shot that doesn't work, that has been proven to, uh, has never been proven to improve your situation and things. And yet they're trying to give it to children. They're trying to give it to uh, people that, that don't need it, people that have already had the disease. You know, I looked at a, uh, a job thing this morning, and I thought uh, it, was, it happened to be with Honeywell. It was with the company I started my first 10 years of my career with. And they're like, we're requiring people to get the vax. And I'm just like, well, one, it's not a vax, it's a shot. And two, it's no wonder you need so many employees that you don't have people... Uh, working there because nobody wants to deal with this anymore. And at some point, companies need to wake up and go, hey, you know what, Fauci and company are not uh, not really right about this. If you really look at the true science, therapeutics and other things can treat this disease. And Omicron, I guess this, that variant's not as lethal and uh, it's affecting more people. So it's making its way around and, and hopefully going to finally end this thing and uh, governments will no longer have a tool to try and subject people to themselves although they'll look for other things you know they were going to use climate change I think is that but but people just laughed at that they're like oh shut up you know you can't tell me what the weather's going to be like a week from now how are you telling me that the world's going to end in 10 years if we don't change everything makes no sense but when you're you're starting from a pre- now, again think about this if you're starting from a premise that we were evolved over millions and millions of years and came from a bowl of soup millions of years ago instead of hey there's a holy god that made everybody and in his bible it says he it was about 6000 or so years ago that's my starting point i'm going to trust in that and look at things through that paradigm look at the evidence that we see on the earth through the idea that there was a global flood i'm going to look at the evidence of uh what's going on today, the fact that people have a moral center, a moral foundation, and that we know what's right and wrong. We know that two men getting married is not right. I mean, you can talk about two people should be able to love who they want, all you want, and yet in God's eyes, he calls it an abomination. And it it makes no sense to say that that is a good thing for anybody, 
you know, the proof in that lifestyle is, is part of that. And, you know, you see the results of, of people's decisions uh, based on what they put their faith and trust in. And, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of sadness and hurt in the world that, that could be solved if people uh, could be helped to trust in uh, the right way, in the truth. And, uh, you know, Jesus, when he talked to Pilate, uh, said the people who, who trust in truth know my voice, right? I am, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he said. And, of course, Pilate answered, what is truth? You know, and that's what the world says, what is truth? And they don't want to trust in, in Jesus. But, but we do, and it's a religion. So, so anyway, the book of Exodus uh, goes through the entire series of events with the Israelite people um, where a young man named Moses was born. And at the time, uh, Pharaoh had given an edict that uh, no male Hebrews were going to be allowed to live, that only the females would be allowed to live. Because he was just looking out for um, free labor, right? He wanted wanted them to, which, you know, I would think he'd want young men too, but he was worried about them being able to uh, circumvent uh, his rules because they were so prosperous um, and how many kids they had and, and things of, of that nature. But anyway, so fast forward a little bit. Moses is born. He escapes this edict of Pharaoh. He goes to live in the land of Midian after killing an Egyptian. And he was brought up in Pharaoh's house as Pharaoh's daughter. You know, there's a whole story around that that I'm not going to get into right now. But eventually, he comes back and goes through a series of situations with the Pharaoh at that time that uh, basically just wipe Egypt out just about. Um, you know, there's a lot of judgments and things for uh, Egypt being uh, holding Israel in uh, holding Israel in, in bondage. Couldn't figure out the word for that long. And I think when you look at it at its face, Israel is a representation of us bonded in our sin. And eventually, Christ comes to save us from our sins, but eventually... Um, he's going to come back and sin itself, just like the e Egyptians in this case were judged. Sin itself is going to be judged. And the, the sponsor of sin, Satan, and his ilk are going to uh, end up uh, in a lake of fire and gone. And there will be a new kingdom, a new heaven, a new earth where righteousness will dwell and it's going to be I don't know what it's going to be like but it's going to be pretty neat so so anyway Moses comes back he takes the children of Israel out of Egypt toward the promised land they of course have all kinds of issues in the wilderness they're complaining against God they're doing this doing that and God says he's not going to let them go into the promised land until all that generation is uh, consumed, and so the following generation uh, 
you know, most of the book of Exodus goes through their trials and tribulations. They walk through the middle of the Red Sea when they're coming out of Egypt, which is a crazy, crazy thing to think about. And God does all these miracles, and yet they're st they still have a hard time putting faith where it belongs. And I, you know, we tend to think, you know, man, if I would have seen the miracles of Jesus, I would have put faith in that. Man, if I would have seen God separate the sea, and I was able to walk through the middle of it. But yet, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, how often do we fail? Those of us that even put our faith and trust in God. Um, and, you know, there's lots of different ways in which we fail. But yet Christ didn't for us. And we have to thank God for that. So, so again, I encourage you to read the book of Exodus. You'll see the... Uh, the representation of our sin in uh, being held in slavery in that bondage that Israel was held in and being set free by the power of God which is how we are set free when we put our trust in Christ and what a beautiful thing that is so um, with that let's take a look at uh, there's really only a couple stories I wanted to hit on today and the biggest biggest one was uh, who's the fringe minority Elon Musk ridicules Trudeau for downplaying trucker protests this is out of Daily Caller Tesla CEO Elon Musk took to Twitter on Sunday to mock Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau for downplaying the convoy of truckers currently protesting Canada's vaccine mandates and COVID-19 restrictions as a fringe minority it would appear the so-called fringe minority is actually the government, Musk wrote on a Sunday tweet, replying to a video showing a large crowd of people at Ottawa protesting the mandates. Trudeau had criticized the protesters in remarks Wednesday, decrying their views as unacceptable. So who is he to decide what's unacceptable and what's not? You know, that's, that's one of the battles we're in, folks, is leftists, evolutionists, folks that, that don't have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as a center for their lives, we just heard when you don't have fear of the Lord, you don't have wisdom, first and foremost. And yet he's standing there talking about how other people have unacceptable views. Well, there's certain things that, that I think most of us could agree are unacceptable. Although that's changing because of sin and, uh, again, people putting their faith and trust in things like evolution instead of God. But even with that... Um, Still, most would agree that certain things are wrong. Um, but then he categorizes these people as a small fringe minority. Where are you? But yet, they're so small and fringe that, that he's going into hiding. I mean, the whole thing is a joke. <coughs> so the convoy, which reportedly consists of tens of thousands of truckers opposing the country's COVID-19 restrictions prompted Trudeau to move to a secret location Saturday. It would appear that the so-called fringe minority is actually the government. Hmm, that's funny. But again, uh, you know, this is a... It's, it's a... Uh, 
representation of what's going on in our society today. You have these governments that are, are trying to exert control over their population in the name of security and safety. I mean, what was uh, Justin's... Oh, these people do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. Which is a joke. You know, you're not following the science when you're putting your faith and trust in a shot that doesn't work and uh, not looking at, at all at, at the real science of the therapeutics that have, have basically eliminated this disease in certain countries throughout the world that don't have access to the shot and don't need it, apparently. But, you know, a mandate doesn't isn't going to solve any of that. And, you know, these people, Fauci and company, that have been in control of this situation in this country and in other places in the West have basically, you know, it's two years we're into this thing and we're still dealing with it. So obviously what you're doing has not worked. You know, I think that we would have been much better off just letting the thing go, using therapeutics, and we'd have been fine. Send everybody two bottles of ivermectin and be done with it, right? And some uh, vitamin D. So, if you haven't, there's a, a thing on Rumble by Senator Ron Johnson called COVID-19, A Second Opinion. Five hours of some of the best viewing and information on the COVID pandemic that you're going to find. And the mainstream media don't want you to know about it. The politicians don't want you to know about it. The drug companies especially don't want you to know about it. And yet they were invited to participate and they wouldn't. What does that tell you, people? You're only getting one side of the story. If you watch MSNBC or CBS, CNN, all these normal news outlets, the, the paper, like uh, our local paper is such a joke anymore. It's just propaganda, folks. It's, you know, I don't know why people go into the news anymore. It's not, they say, I guess it's to change things, but it's, it's a joke. So anyway, I digress. But that was the, the main story I wanted to hit on today. There's not a whole, there's a lot of other news out there, I suppose. Um, and, yeah. The Freedom Convoy, they're trying to claim that they're vandalizing things and they, uh, like, ate at a, at a shelter or something like that and, uh, uh, like, stole their food. And, and it's just such a joke. And these people who are against freedom, uh, they're going to they're gonna fight freedom every step of the way. And again, where's their center? Where's their core? It's not trusting in Christ, folks. It's trusting in the world, trusting in this life. And this life is so short, you know, it's it's going to be over before you know it. I mean, you can live 96 years. My grandma, she's going to have her 97th birthday in April if she makes it there. And uh, um, even that's a blink in the eye in God. God said, I am that I am in Exodus. That's his name is I am. He just, he is. So go and put your faith and trust in the right place today. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, email us at ehud at itsareligion.org and uh, I'll be happy to help any way we can. But with that, uh, I'm going to call it a show and uh, you have a blessed day. Uh, 
And thanks for stopping by. We'll catch you the next time around. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a porch swing. The summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs. And that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my mama.